Welcome to you, wherever you're at, whomever you're with. I'm so very glad that you are here with us for a few moments for this message. Uh, we are in a series called When the Love Runs Out. And it's uh, based on the idea that, you know, uh, it's uh, second mile love that is usually the kind of love the Bible talks about. In fact, uh, all of us are in situations from time to time. Maybe you felt it. In fact, you could ask this question. Uh, was there a time you can recall when the love that you had wasn't quite enough? It wasn't quite up to the task. didn't seem to meet the needs of uh, someone who needed uh, love from you. Or maybe there was a season in your life when you felt like you were better at, at loving people uh, in your sphere of influence than you are now. Maybe you went through a disappointment, a setback, and uh, you kind of lost something of your love quotient uh, for others. Well, this series is about how to find that, how to renew and restore the love that God uh, wants to pour uh, into us and through us to others. You know, uh, Jesus uh, was a realist. He is a realist, and uh, he is the truth. Uh, he said this about what would happen in a lot of people's hearts as this world kind of uh, when it ran its course, he said, uh, because of the increase of wickedness, uh, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who resists that tendency and stands firm to the end will, will be saved, will experience the health and the vitality uh, that God has for all of us as we follow Jesus. You know, uh, last week we uh, pointed to this reality that sometimes uh, people are hard to love for a myriad of reasons. So we kind of... Uh, you know, and a little bit of humor involved, uh, looked at the idea, a survey says, uh, the top 10 reasons why it's sometimes hard to love people. And, uh, you know, all of these and more uh, can make people abrasive, kind of prickly, kind of hard uh, to give them our best. And yet, uh, Jesus, knowing all those things to be true, uh, as he was about to commission his followers to be world changers, he said this, I give you a brand new command that you would love each other as I have loved you. You know, that's a particular quality of love uh, as he has loved us, pouring himself out for our best interests. He says, so you must love one another. And by this, uh, by you loving each other in this way, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Uh, we looked at the Sermon on the Mount last week where Jesus took loving people uh, to a whole nother level. He, he said, you know, you've heard it was said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. Uh, but here's what I'm telling you, love your enemies and pray for those who make life difficult for you, uh, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Uh, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, if you love those who love you, Jesus said, what reward is there in that? Uh, are not even the tax collectors doing that, kind of loving their homies? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Uh, Jesus is inviting us uh, to a higher, a better standard of love. Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the ways we can tackle really big issues, like uh, the issue of the quality of love 
Some call it the platinum rule of love, to love others as Jesus loves us. Uh, why is it that uh, many Christians uh, aren't characterized by that kind of love? And one of the ways we can break that big issue down is to ask these uh, kind of perspective questions. What is really happening here? What does it mean? What are the implications? And what is God inviting me into that might be different uh, than the norm? Well, uh, our answers to those questions, very quickly, what is happening? The truth is, many Christians are giving up, opting out on the central teaching of Jesus to love people in the way that he loves us, and to pour ourselves out for the un, un, undeserving, and perhaps even unworthy, that we would learn to sacrificially give ourselves uh, for their benefit. Uh, many are opting out of that. And you know, it's kind of like uh, running the bases, even though you hit a home run, you got to touch each of the bases. And if you don't touch first base, doesn't matter how quickly you round second and third, make it to home, you're out. <laughs> if you don't touch first base and uh, with Jesus, uh, first base is loving others the way that he has loved us. Well, what does it mean when we opt out of that central commandment? Well, according to Jesus, an entire generation is being deprived of a truthful witness to the gospel. This is how people will know that we're his followers by this kind of uh, go the extra mile, sacrificial love that characterizes uh, his love for us. And then uh, thirdly, what is God inviting me into? What would be different than what I'm currently doing? And uh, if you were with us last week, we looked at a woman to answer this question for us through her example. As she's referred to in Luke chapter 7 as a sinful woman. She heard that Jesus was in town, that he was having a meal at uh, the home of one of the uh, prestigious Pharisees. And uh, she made her way into that home. She busted the party. And there she was so overcome with love for Jesus that she wept, wet his feet with her tears, dried them with her hair, poured perfume on those feet, anointed them. And uh, Jesus uh, referenced this woman as the kind of example of love that he's looking for in all of his followers. In fact, he said this to his host, Simon the Pharisee. Uh, he said, uh, Simon, I tell you, uh, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. And what Jesus did uh, in making that observation is he forever linked the ability to love people is tied with our experience of forgiveness. And, uh, you know, uh, it's true that everyone needs to experience the forgiveness of God through Christ. Uh, but according to Jesus, the ones who know it and, and desperately reach for it uh, have an experience of release from sins that catalyzes love for God and for people. And uh, so when our love runs out, it really, according to the teaching of Jesus, we need to come back to that place of forgiveness, of uh, reaching to God for what we need uh, to allow us to live life in relationship with him. When we embrace that, when we experience that, it catalyzes something in our hearts of love for others. Well, uh, we're going to turn a corner in our series this weekend, uh, next week. 
one of those holidays that may not show up on everyone's calendar, call it Valentine's Day. And it's uh, kind of normative to focus on the quality of love between people. And, uh, you know, we're going to look at a, a few thoughts uh, that come from a book uh, by a, a guy named John Gottman, kind of recognized as an authority in relationship uh, therapy. And uh, he wrote a book called What Makes Love Last? And uh, some of the topics he covered were on building and repairing trust, growing through betrayal, how to establish uh, love routines that build uh, predictability into our love for each other, how to turn towards one another and avoiding the things that suck the joy out of our relationships. Well, uh, two of the ones I want to focus on in this message have to do with trust and betrayal. It really is kind of the essence of his book, and it's really the essence uh, of a, a lot of the quality that we'll experience in our love relationships uh, comes down to our ability to trust people, to engender trust in others towards us, and uh, what to do when we experience betrayal. Uh, here's kind of a working definition of trust, uh, not only in the book, but in the Bible. A trust is the specific state that exists when people in a relationship are willing to change for the benefit of their partner. Hear that again? Uh, when we are, are willing uh, to, uh, to, to give, to yield, uh, to experience a sacrificial love, it builds trust in that relationship. It uh, has to do with looking out for each other and having each other's backs. And, uh, you know, uh, when you have that in a relationship, it uh, produces a lot of good things. We'll contrast that with the idea of betrayal. Uh, betrayal is an unwillingness uh, to give of ourselves for others in a relationship. There's a perception that when I lose uh, or when I gain, it's uh, the other's loss. And you kind of see a, a power dynamic that uh, I either win or I lose. When I win, you lose. <laughs> when you lose, uh, I gain. Well, uh, these two ideas, uh, trust and betrayal, uh, kind of work uh, in tandem uh, in our relationships. You know, uh, the Bible uh, speaks a lot about the idea of uh, the lack of trust, the betrayal that happens between people. In fact, King David wrote about it in one of his psalms, Psalm 55, verse 12. He says, uh, you know, uh, what's really uh, bugging me about this situation I'm going through? If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. I would expect this much. If a foe were rising up against me, I could hide. I would know how to deal with it. Uh, but here's David's lament. But it's you. It's a man like myself my companion, my close friend, someone whom I once enjoyed, sweet fellowship. What's David describing here? He's describing betrayal when someone he thought he could depend on, someone he thought had his backside, had his best interests in mind, suddenly let him down. In fact, the word betrayal in the Bible kind of means to sell someone out, to kind of uh, no longer take their concerns uh, to mind or to heart in our actions. And uh, here's something that comes out with people who study relationships like the Gottmans. Betrayal can have a huge impact 
on our relationships. Uh, betrayal can have a profound impact on the quality and the health of our relationships and can really wreak havoc on the invitation uh, that Jesus, the command that Jesus has put in front of us to love others the way that he loves us. In fact, as you uh, read through uh, the Gottman's observations about betrayal in relationships, uh, one of the things it does when a partner begins to sense that they're in a relationship with someone who no longer has their interests in mind, it opens the door uh, to these four destructive habits, uh, kind of uh, poetically referred to as the four horsemen, relationship killers, when we sense that we've been betrayed, that someone has sold us out, that they don't really have our interests in mind, they're only in it to win for themselves, we become critical, we become defensive, we begin to see that person a little less than we had previously, and that we pull back from the relationship. Now, here's the truth about all of these four styles of interacting. We all do them on occasion. But where they become relationship killers is when they become the air that we breathe. They become the environment that we try to do love in. And, uh, you know, here's a question. I want to kind of begin to lead to the end of this message in a prayer. Uh, can you still love someone who has betrayed you? That's an important question. Can you still love someone who has let you down, sold you out, maybe uh how to win at your expense. It, here's the answer to that question. In my view, we all better hope so. We better hope that you can still love someone who has betrayed you because the reality is we all do it on occasion and we all in relationships where at times we feel someone let us down, didn't have our back, didn't have our interests in mind. In fact, one of the great uh, scenes of betrayal uh, in the New Testament, uh, when Jesus uh, predicted that Judas was going to sell him out, he was going to betray him, and in that context, he teaches his followers how to deal with that when you experience it in relationship. In fact, uh, he said to Simon Peter, uh, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan has asked to sift all of you as we, in the context of, you know, there's one guy who's going to sell us out, but the devil is wanting to use it uh, to mar and scar every one of you. Uh, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith would not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brethren. You know, this little episode, uh, Peter replied to the Lord, Lord, I'm not of that stock. I'm ready to go with you to prison. And to death, uh, I'm, I would never betray you, uh, Peter says in one of the other Gospels. Well, Jesus answered him, uh, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you even know me. And, you know, in this uh, dramatic uh, episode, uh, Jesus gives us some keys. And uh, here they are. When you've been betrayed, uh, here are some lessons that emerge from the teaching of our Lord and Savior. Number one, acknowledge it. You know, uh, Jesus was very open about this with his followers. He said, a betrayal's going to happen. Someone's going to sell me out. Someone's going to win 
at all of our disadvantages and you know you don't do yourself any favor uh, to pretend that betrayal doesn't hurt the bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick and if someone that we had depended on loved them believed them believed they had our backs sells us out uh, the first step according to jesus is uh, acknowledge it openly uh, secondly be careful what you do with it and be careful when someone has betrayed you how you allow that to shape uh, your faith in god your response to people in fact jesus said that very act of betrayal is something the devil wants to use to wreak havoc on our relationships uh, i can't help but think of this admonition in the book of hebrews uh, the writer says uh, as you're going through it dealing with life in this world dealing with people whose love has grown cold see to it that no one falls short of the grace of god and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many jesus is inviting us in this world where sometimes stuff happens and disappointment crops up and we're in a win-lose situation even with people we depend on paul would say this the apostle paul when you're going through those kinds of complexities do not be overcome by evil but instead overcome evil with good and let god uh, give you what you need uh, to rise above and bring some good into that situation which is really the third tip when you've been betrayed acknowledge it be careful what you do with it and believe that god is at work through it uh, that god is going to bring something good uh, out of it as he did with uh, his followers as he did with peter well uh, when you've been betrayed those are some helpful tips of wisdom but how about when the shoe's on the other foot Uh, how about when you are the betrayer how about when you're the one who lets someone down and when you're the one who sells someone out when you're the one who doesn't have uh, someone's interests in mind maybe you've let your own needs wants and desires take precedent well according to jesus uh, here's what you do when you are the betrayer number one own it you know peter uh, he didn't think that he had it in him uh, to sell out uh, jesus uh, jesus said hey uh, before the sun rises before the rooster crows you're gonna deny me three times and uh, part of the key uh, for peter is he had to accept that he did have that in him he was going to come to a point where his love uh, ran out and uh, where do you go from there I love this invitation in the book of Acts. Uh, Peter himself is proclaiming the good news of Jesus to people who put him to death. Here's what he says to his fellow Jews. Repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even for Jesus. I see that repentance is what brings the forgiveness is what catalyzes the love for God and for people. Uh, so when you you are the betrayer, own it, uh, choose to grow from it, and thirdly, let God use it for good uh, in your life. Uh, you know, there's a passage, the end of John's gospel. Uh, people call it the reinstatement of Peter. It's when the risen Jesus showed up to Peter after he had been 
the denier, the betrayal had happened. Uh, in, in that, a reinstatement, uh, Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? I love the interaction on the third time. He said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. Uh, Jesus was getting down to pay dirt in Peter's heart, bringing him to that point of repentance so he could experience times of refreshing. He said, do you love me? Uh, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. After you've turned, uh, use what you went through to strengthen others. Uh, you know, as we go to prayer, uh, this quality of love that uh, the Bible, uh, the example of Jesus, the example of Peter, uh, God is summoning us to. Uh, Peter would later speak these uh, profound words uh, to Christ's followers who were going through difficult times. He says in his first epistle, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, above everything else that you do uh, in your faith, in your serving, in your giving, in your ministry, above everything else that you do, do this, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. That would inc include disappointment, hurt, betrayal. Uh, you need to be able to get back uh, in that relationship and let God uh, use the disappointment for good uh, to bring us uh, into a greater experience of his love uh, for one another. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, thank you for the invitation uh, to grow in our experience of loving you and our ability to love others. As the apostle would pray, uh, that your love would abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment as we uh, deal with these realities of disappointment in relationship, and maybe uh, may we experience uh, the grace of God that turns uh, the pain into gain, that turns the difficulties uh, into uh, lessons, uh, that deepens our experience of your grace and uh, bolsters and strengthens and fortifies our commitment uh, to love the others in our lives the way you love us. We pray these wonderful things. In the glorious name of Jesus, in his name we pray, amen.